Hello and welcome into another episode of the Scarlet Nation podcast on the 24-7 Sports Network. I'm your host, Chris Akonis. Today we're taking a deeper dive into the class of 2024, sitting down with offensive line commit Carter Cotto. Carter, really appreciate you coming on the pod today. Thank you for having me. So just to start things off, you committed a couple weeks ago um, and you know added your name to a quickly growing class of 2024. Could you just start by talking a little bit about you know, what it means for you personally to be a member of this class and to be a future member of Rutgers football? I'm super excited. Uh, it's been long. It's been a very quick um, and long process, kind of both. Uh, but I mean, it, it really feels like the best fit. Uh, and I'm super excited to really be a part of, I think it's going to be something really special. I, I think I've been talking to all the other commits so far of 24, but it's a really good group of guys. And I've I really feel like a lot of great things can come out of it. So super excited about that. So I want to get a little bit into your backstory here because I think it's an interesting one. A couple of years back, you were originally someone who was more basketball focused. And over time, you switched towards being a football prospect. Could you talk a little bit about you know, what went into that switch and what that process was like for you? Yeah. So uh, I originally started back uh, way back when I was probably in, I think, fourth or fifth grade, I started playing uh, AAU basketball along with normal basketball. Um, And that really sparked an interest in basketball for me, especially being able to see all the great talent around. Like you, when I used to watch kids, I I was watching draft picks that are getting picked now. And we used to watch all their games because everyone would be at the same facility. And it'd be, it was, it was was incredible. And I used to really aspire to be like them one day. uh, But I mean, basketball was really what I thought I would end up doing. Uh, I was always a taller kid, um, and I played on a pretty good team, so we kind of went around the country and just did all the tournaments, and I felt that after after my freshman year of high school, uh, that maybe that it or not freshman, eighth grade, um, eighth grade year, that it might not be the exact path I'd be going down because everyone kind of grew to the same size like height wise as me uh which made it a little bit harder uh and football kind of started going pretty well I got uh they moved me up to uh from freshman to JV my first year so I got to play with some of the older guys who I would then be playing with on varsity later on uh that's what they did with uh me and then also my teammate Sam Pilaf, who's committed to Rutgers as well. But that us two and then two other guys got uh, moved up, and it was it was really neat to be able to play with older guys and kind of spark the interest for football. I always had it through middle school and starting back in fourth grade, but I mean now it, being able to play at that higher level really made it special. Uh, but then after. Freshman year, uh, sophomore year, uh, they I was on varsity, and then that kind of our coach, uh, our old head coach, uh, Jason Pertzborn, he really uh, made football seem like not just something you do on every night at practice, but it's a, like a lifestyle. So I, I really like that, and I uh, I think that's kind of what helped fo- sell football for me. It's interesting you talk about that last part about football being like a lifestyle because one of the quotes that Greg Schiano has given us in the media in the past is, you know, he says, guys that love football tend to do really well. Was that 
element of it a big factor in why Rutgers appealed to you? Yeah, I mean, it seemed like they, the whole time I was there and talking with all the coaches, they're just really into it. And I mean, that's, they're really driven to make the best out of the athletes and also make it the best experience possible. Um, but they all, they all seem to share the same love for the game that, uh, that hopefully will translate onto the field. But uh, it, it also really shows And there. I went to two of their camps and I mean, you could really see, especially the second one I was at the coaches, just every coach is really looking at everything you do and really helping you along the way. And, they, they care about you as a person more than just just a football player. So going back to your high school career, um, unfortunately, you did suffer an injury setback uh, with a torn ACL your sophomore year. Um, and then you sort of came off of that and came back into the game afterwards. Um, what was the rehab process like? And, you know, what did you come away from that experience uh, with? Um, I mean, so starting, I... Tore my ACL in September of 2021, and then I got surgery in October of 2021, a uh, couple of two weeks after. And my surgeon uh, did awesome job, and they really started the rehab process from the minute the surgery ended. I had to walk. I chose. They sometimes wheel out, but I. They have you walk out the hospital if you can. So uh, that definitely was uh i think a a good start to the rehab process really just everything you do uh it's you have to be determined and the the main thing i took away from it was uh, nothing's guaranteed uh and because i really thought i'd be playing on friday nights with the rest of my team but i ended up just i'm gonna stand on sit either sit in the press box with my leg elevated or i had to stand on the sidelines once i was able to do that um and really just watch, which is kind of defeating. But at the same time, uh, it really showed like nothing's guaranteed and you have to really work for everything. But also the rehab process, it was it was a struggle because it was just so it's so taxing on your body. And I mean, it's all you're thinking about a lot. Um, but I think I think I came out of it that uh, it's it's a it's a good experience if you make it a good experience. Uh, and I did a lot of because most people when they tear their ACL they aren't trying to go back to sports or if they are it's a, it's a different process but I really wanted to come back to sports but come back stronger and that's what I ended up doing but that was the the big thing for me was come back at a higher level than I came in at and what do you think was the key to coming back stronger than you were before uh so UW Health which I had they run a program called Spectrum uh and it's basically uh, get back to sports. And so they have three phases of it. So the first two fa- first phase is like uh, basic stuff with ACL. And second phase is like a lot of impact landing, change of direction stuff. Um, and that's where most people stop. But uh, I chose to go to the, the athlete perform, like the phase three, the athlete performance one, uh, which actually some guys uh, – on the Badger football team go to. And there, when I was doing my sessions, there was a bunch of UW athletes in there with me. It was me and then a bunch of college people. So it really, it was super intense. Uh, and that was multiple times a week. Uh, I think three or three or f- four times a week, but it was, 
all, it was hard workouts and they really, they really pushed till failure and made, made you build that mental block. Cause a lot of the times your knee won't give out, but your brain will. So that's, that was the biggest thing of overcoming that mental barrier. Fast forwarding a little bit to now, um, you know, you were recruited to Rutgers to play offensive line uh, in high school. You have been playing tight end, but now you're making that switch to offensive line ahead of your senior year. Um, you know, what has the process of going through that position change been like? There's a lot of ups and downs with this. So because I started with tight end my my whole high school see high school years um, and. Just this last year, I had a pretty good season, but we didn't really – our offense was more of a run-oriented offense, and we didn't pass much. Um, and when we did pass, it was long shots to receivers, and it wasn't really tight ends. Uh, I was more of a, a extended tackle. So for me, the main thing was really size because I back when I was playing tight end, I noticed some of the better tight ends, they were a lot more. Uh, they weighed a lot more and were a lot stronger. Uh, and they almost looked like a tackle, just more agile. And when I started going on a bunch of game day visits during my junior season, um, I, I really noticed that a lot of those tight ends were built like small tackles. And, I mean, that was the big motivator for me to kind of start going along that path of gaining weight, but also like like getting stronger, putting on good weight. And then it kind of just – really was it was successful very successful and I was it it, it kind of made it seem like maybe tackle started to become a possibility and a lot of coaches were saying oh they project you at tackle but I mean no tight end wants to hear that they're going to get moved to the offensive line and can't catch balls anymore but uh now I mean I talked with a bunch of my O-line trainer uh, Kyle Cashin used to be uh played for Wisconsin and then my O-line coach, one of our O-line coaches named Ryan Groy, he played for Wisconsin, but then went to had a career in the NFL for like eight or nine years um, for offensive line. And just talking with some of those guys, it really, they really showed that projection could be possible. And they started helping me down that path of making the switch to tackle and working on steps. And I mean, everything was different, but starting to learn it bit by bit and especially the camp circuit that's been helpful a lot seeing really bunch of really really good coaches um and seeing all their their information learning taking stuff away from it just cramming as much information in my brain as possible about the offensive line what do you think is the biggest challenge when going through that process is it more just the physical process of adapting you know putting on as you call it good weight and you know getting stronger and being able to play from a physical perspective or is it more of a skill kind of a thing what what do you think is the biggest challenge i would say the two biggest challenges is strength and size is like i would say the main thing um because that's what really can if you play offensive line at 220 pounds, you're not going to really do as great as if you play at a, a strong 280 or 270 pounds, whatever you're at. Like that was like a big motivator for me. Like that's what I had. to. I knew that was like the first, one of the first steps, but also not losing any quickness and agileness while putting on weight and stuff. So that was my thing. I was trying to, my goal was to either stay at the same or get faster and that's what it's been so far. So when I start putting on weight and I slow down, that's when I'm going to, that's when I 
cut it off and I say, I need to get faster now. So that, but also balance. Balance is like the big thing that I'm still working on a ton right now, but that's the, I feel like one of the most important things. If you can balance and coordination, if you can keep your, all your limbs moving in ways that you want to, you can control and then also stay at a balance point where your center of mass is low and you get leverage on people. That's, that's what really can set you apart and help you a lot, especially at offensive line. And it's all a leverage game. When did you begin that process of, you know, adapting from a physical perspective, how far along would you say you are at this point? Uh, I would say I'm probably about a third of the way there. Uh, physical wise, now strength wise, I'm nowhere near what I need to be. Um, or what I project, I, I see myself being, um, but, uh, I think any college, good college program would that would be able to do that. Uh, so that's kind of was my, I can do as much as I can now while staying healthy and doing all that. But I mean, the colleges, they'll do the whole strength program, nutrition program. They have all, every, a lot of places have everything. So, um, that was also a big draw for Rutgers. They had, uh, just talking with the nutritionists, all the, the PT people and like the, the, all the food options, the strength coach. Um, and it's, it's just, it seems like they're really, de- they really want to develop the athletes. Um, but kind of as a balance though, and like when I was working on that, um, that I really started training O-line about midway through May. So May, probably 10th to May 15th is when I about started. Uh, and from there, I had my first camp on May 30th. So from the first time I went to Rutgers, which was my first camp, I had about two weeks of experience in offensive line, uh, about four, four offensive line sessions of like just training and starting to learn the basics. That's a good segue to the next part that I want to get to, which is your recruitment at Rutgers, because you committed uh, almost right after uh, you attended the big man camp a couple of weeks ago. So um, could you talk a little bit about, you know, the experience at that camp specifically and why that was the point where you said, okay, I think Rutgers is the place for me. Yeah. So, I mean, I kind of went to, uh, well, the first time I went to Rutgers, I was able to see a little bit of, the facility, but uh, not very much. And I didn't really get to talk to any coaches. Uh, and it was kind of more of a, they had, they didn't know. They knew who I was, but they didn't like know who I was, if that makes any sense. Um, because they, they were just kind of seeing me as like another, an, as another uh, like recruit possibly uh, in camper, because I, I didn't really have anything under my, my belt that I like, any, anything to really prove myself. Um, everything came from my work at camp and stuff. Um, but after the big man camp, so I big man camp was a Saturday on Friday. I had a whole tour and talked with everyone of, um, Rutgers, like all the staff, um, and really got to know them, sit down with them and get a feel for, uh, the program and for all the staff. And it all felt very real sometimes recruiting can be, it can feel fake. Um, and it seems like people are putting on like a mask, but uh, Rutgers, it really felt they're really, they're really being true of what they were saying and they really meant what they were saying. Um, and it really, it seemed like knowing after that night, 
if I were to get an offer uh, at after the big man camp, which I ended up getting, uh, that I was that was the place I wanted to be. Um, and I didn't want to base my decision off of because my one of my, my good friends, Sam, uh, he's already there. He's really good friends with him, but um, I don't want to base my decision off of that. I know that's like it's kind of hard not to do, but my philosophy with that is trans anyone can leave at any time and you want to pick a place because of the place, not because of the possible players going there. But I mean the coaching staff too, that was that was also a big sell. Um they did they did an awesome job and they really made you feel wanted. On that note, what stands out to you about Coach Giano and his coaching staff just from a football perspective? Uh, the, the biggest thing that I, that stood out was, uh, the drive, uh, for wanting to like win, but also develop the, the athletes. Um, because I've, I've heard stories of people who just go to school and they, you're, you're just, you're just a player for them. You're not, they want to help actually help you develop as a person, um, become a better person. And that in his, his wanting to, develop people that's that's what I think really stood out and a lot of the coaches there um I mean it's a great staff from tons of different backgrounds lots of experience um and coach Chiano is really building a, a great group of people uh and I think the biggest the biggest thing is um when I was talking to the coaches which really stood out is not a lot of them ever didn't really talk about football like what kind of offenses stuff they run and all that it was more just like uh they sat down and they they wanted to just get to know you they don't that football comes second they want to know you first which that was a that was a big thing which i did i never i didn't see it um other programs as much where it was just it, it they really made you feel special like i when i was talking to coach flats uh he he really just talked just about his time as a coach and just getting to know him and stuff where um instead of just talking about these are my coaching philosophies this is what I this is what I do this is what our guys do every day at practice like it was more of a get to know the coach and work from there and because I mean that's the people you're going to be spending all your time with so building a relationship there that's uh that's a big that's a big thing so I was going to ask about uh, Coach Flaherty, and you know he has an extensive NFL background in addition to all the other you know, stops he's had in his coaching career. Um, how much did his experience in particular have in terms of just selling you on Rutgers as a place where you could really develop and grow as an offensive lineman? I think his experience, that was a, that was a really uh, – being able to coach at all different levels and be very successful um, at all of them, I mean, that's – a. I think that can speak for itself of being a great coach. Um, but the other thing that really stood out is um, he, I mean, he doesn't have to be at Rutgers, but he's choosing to do this uh, because he really thinks there could be something special and he, he wants to develop the people. Uh, and that, that really makes it, he's motivated and it's, it's a, it's a good person, good person to surround yourself with has the same ideas, same goals. But also just the fact of having having a coach that's really seen it all and people that also vouch for him. Like I ran into at when I was at the camp, um, I ran into one of the people he actually coached in the NFL. And I mean, 
they had nothing but great things to say. And that there's, he was, when I was talking to him, coach flats was the reason that he said he stayed in the NFL for, instead of three years, it was like eight. So um, he really keeps the guys developing at, at the highest level there is. So. And I know you talked about it earlier in the podcast, Sam Piloff, uh, a high school teammate of yours at Middleton, also a Rutgers commit in the class of 2024. Uh, could you talk a little bit about what your relationship with him is like and what it means for you to be able to continue your football journey together at Rutgers? Yeah, we're, we're really good friends. Um, hanging out a lot um, outside of football and I mean, in football, we're uh, really close too. but uh, it's, I mean, it's the big, it's really cool to have someone that you know from your hometown, uh, your friends with going to the same college as you and really experiencing the same thing and also playing football. I mean, we used to, ever since fourth grade, we were the both sides defensive end. He was one side, I was the other side. I was on the same team. So um, really we're working towards the same goal, get the quarterback, and now we're working towards the same goal at Rutgers. So kind of playing alongside him, not really, on the other side of the ball. Now still on the same team and continuing on that next level. So that's that's a big thing. Uh, and I mean that's it'll be really cool to I mean want to know learn get to know new people and everything, which you will. But having someone from your hometown knows same experiences and knows you probably better than a lot of the other people. Uh, that's a, that's a really cool thing to have. And, and another thing that stands out is you know you're from a different part of big 10 country up in Wisconsin, but Rutgers is a big 10 school in New Jersey. Uh, how much did the opportunity to play for a big 10 program, you know, sort of appeal to you given where you're from? Yeah, that, that's where I wanted to be. I mean, my, when I sat down with uh, my old line trainer, he was, he really, he sat down with his little notebook and he was, we were talking for out more like, hour or two and just he was writing all my long-term goals short-term goal my ending goal was to play in the big time so uh that was my big thing so i mean any every any opportunity i could have got to play in the big time that was where i was wanting to be um but i mean Rutgers checked that box but it was also a perfect fit for everywhere else, every other box so that was really big and that's just where i wanted to end up especially growing up going to all the wisconsin games and getting the getting just the the feel of a big 10 game and now getting to end up playing um being a part of a team that plays in that conference in next year so that should be that should be really cool putting the football stuff aside for a second um as someone who's not from the new jersey area what stands out to you about rutgers just as a school as a community as like you know this part of the country like what else stands out to you about rutgers you know aside from football I mean, there are super nice people there. Um, there's lots of good food. Uh, but the big thing with school-wise, um, I, I really like the possibility. Uh, I want to go into business and the possibility of internships and in New York City, business capital um, and all those. And Philadelphia, I mean, lots of huge, huge cities right nearby within an hour. It's crazy. I mean, there's the trains that take you to everywhere, so. Um, that's just a, a really, a really big selling point, especially to really set yourself up for after football, because football ends at at some point for everyone, but, uh, it's what you're going to do after that, uh, you kind of have to figure out as well. 
And just to wrap up here, as you said, you're heading into your final high school season at Middleton. Uh, you're making that switch to offensive line. Uh, what are you looking forward to as you wrap up your offseason and get ready to play one final high school season before you head off to Rutgers? I look forward to being a leader for our team and really getting to grow the relationship between the I'm a lot of the younger classmen too, because that's the future of the program. Um, and I know that's one thing that I really liked when I was a freshman and sophomore, even though I was kind of, I got lucky and I was able to be a part of the varsity team uh, with all the players, uh, just having older guys come up to you when you're a younger player and kind of talk to you, help you through things. And really that was, that was a big thing for me. So to do that and help the underclassmen as well. And, really help the future of the program for our Middleton team. That's that's what I look forward to most. And I mean, of course, hoping to and trying our best to make it to state. Um, but when the conference first, that's a, that's my that's my main goal right now. So win every rep. Carter, cannot thank you enough for taking some time out of your day to uh, sit down and talk with us here on the Scarlet Nation podcast. Um, thanks again for doing it. And we look forward to talking to you again soon. Yeah, thank you. That does it for us here on the Scarl Nation podcast. I'm Chris Akonis. You can always get the latest Rutgers football and basketball news and also interact with us on the message boards by going to scarletnation.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.